0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. The week's almost over. It is April 22nd. I hope that you are doing well and this video finds you doing well also. So, hey, before we get started, a lot to talk about today, a lot of earnings coming in when it comes to the airlines, Um, a, a lot of airlines coming in today, as well as some companies that you and I uh, use every single day. So a lot of news coming out. Um, the question is, what will futures do? What will the market do today? Uh, we had a little reversal yesterday, ended up in, in some green territory. So that was good. But the thing that I, I know I harp on a lot, folks, and that's what is your risk? How much risk do you have in your current portfolio? Because who knows what could happen in this market? We are still bumping up against all-time highs and you need to know what that risk looks like within your portfolio. That's why I developed the financial x-ray. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your financial x-ray or go to our website at statlerfinancial.com and there's a link to our calendar right there where you can schedule an appointment directly with me. Hey, Dave's coming up next. got lots to talk about today.
1: Glad you were
0: able to join us.
1: Point seven, Light FM. This is the Early Morning Show. Aptly named because it starts out gosh darn early. We're at uh, 839 now. 21 before nine. Let's check in on your money and see how Wall Street's treating your retirement fund. Did pretty good yesterday. Let's check in with Philip Stantler from Stantler Financial Services to see if we can keep the momentum going. Philip, good morning. How are you today?
0: Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today as we kind of uh, not closing up the week, but uh, one more day left. And, hey, earnings season is in full force. we got a lot of earnings to talk about today. And, hey, even you get a little macro thing to talk about.
1: Well, doggone it all, I was really starting to feel left out of the party for a while in there. Setting the table this morning before we even get to the current reports today. Uh, yesterday, we finally turned the corner and swung back up again. Dow was up by 316. Uh, that's the better part of a full percent. Standard & Poor's was up by 38.5. NASDAQ recovered up 164. I didn't. I was kind of out of the loop yesterday, but I didn't see any news items that would have generated that. My kind of read is, okay, fine, maybe investors decided that uh, it wasn't quite as owly a situation as they were thinking for the first two days of the week.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe they felt like or maybe the um, program traders felt like, hey, we've two two days down yesterday. We started out the day down um, and then um, towards, uh, I don't know, the middle of the day, uh, we saw it turn around and, and head back green. So uh, maybe they just hit some target numbers and the program traders picked back up.
1: Yeah, it was kind of inexplicable as to why, because there really wasn't anything generated that uh, did that, except for it it, just to be novel about it, no bad news during the day.
0: Well, that's true. We did not have any bad news. And there was no macro stuff really came out. Oil inventory came out sometime late yesterday afternoon. And I haven't seen really what that number looked like either. But uh, I I guess I could have put some um, pressure or, or could have helped the market somewhat yesterday.
1: Could have, because I was looking at oil prices, and I didn't see the inventory number itself. It are down to a little bit more manageable crude oil price this morning. So maybe the inventory report helped that a little bit as well. Uh, start out with the news out of the economy this morning, the unemployment news that they put out every Thursday morning. First-time jobless claims last week, only 547,000. That's still more than a fully functioning economy, but that's well, you and I were noodling it through at least two weeks now in a row that we've had first-time claims under 600. Not only is it a pleasant surprise, but there's a psychological benchmark there, too, isn't there?
0: Well, there really is. And I think the other thing, too, David, is, is if we look at this number, I think this is probably the lowest number we've seen since the pandemic started. Because I think last week we were in the same boat. It was uh, 586,000 last week. That was the lowest number we had seen. So um, it is a good sign that we continue to see that number uh, go lower
1: and lower. Even in the face of some of the government panics like Michigan, like Oregon, like California, uh, it, the, the economy is coming back. I mean, everybody would love to have seen it come back a lot faster, but we are making progress back to back towards where we want to be. And. All of that put together is good news. Continuing claims, just about what the market expected, according to my numbers, 3.67 million continuing claims. Again, about 34,000 down from last week. And again, we're starting to get down into relatively manageable numbers for a change.
0: Well, we are. And and I'm thinking that uh, when the actual unemployment number comes out, that... uh, At the rate we're seeing things now, it might be a pleasant surprise also and uh, may actually uh, get us down closer to that total 6% number.
1: Absolutely. And looking at it, remember what we learned a few months ago, that the unemployment number that they put out kind of measures mid-month to mid-month. So the last four weeks that we've had, which have almost all been good news, are what's going to go into that monthly figure that we see on the 1st of May. So we might actually be a little eager for the next couple of weeks to see what the government report says.
0: Well, that's true. As we continue to watch that as being one of our, uh, our markers there to kind of gauge how the economy is doing, you know, since that number's come out, we've seen the futures actually go green and now back red again. So um, not sure how this thing is going to float out for the day, but uh, it's bounced back and forth.
1: Absolutely. It's not bad news anyway. Good to have that. The one tidbit of news that's out that might affect the markets today was uh, President Biden's Earth Day message setting a national goal of a 50 percent reduction in greenhouse gases by 2030. That's uh, uh, pretty aggressive. And I was flippantly saying with you before we went on the air, if anybody really believed it was doable, I would have expected that oil issues to be pretty much leading my big loser list on the futures this morning. The fact that they aren't, I kind of get the feeling that Wall Street's saying, yeah, sure, Joe, like that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, well, that's true, because that would definitely put uh, pressure on oil prices. And so uh, and that's a lofty goal, uh, even even just under normal circumstances so yeah it's trying to get everybody to buy into that that's going to be a hard uh, a hard row uh
1: yeah getting that getting the policy implementation necessary to do that through congress could be kind of like that biblical quote of a camel through the keyhole right exactly you're, you're so <laughs> right it ain't going to happen, in other words. It's a really busy day on earnings season. This, this, this is the first really log jam day we've got of a half a million different uh, stocks reporting this morning. Let's go through the high points and see what the picture looks like, shall we?
0: Shall we? We shall. So let's look at, you know, we've talked about airlines um, o- over, I think last week we had two airlines come out. So it looks to me like we may have the rest of them today. We have American Airlines, we have Alaska Air. We have Southwest Air. Um, so uh, the three, those are three pretty big size uh, airlines. Obviously, they've all lost money. I mean, there's no doubt that that everybody lost money in the airline business, and we would expect that to be the case. Um, and so let's look at it kind of line by line as best we can. American Airlines, um, they, they lost one cent more than expected. Um, they have said that... Uh, Their cash flow turned positive by the end of the quarter, and so that was good, excluding debt payments. So it doesn't mean it was positive, positive, but still, they're trading up uh, almost 3% after closing up 3% yesterday. So that's two pretty good back-to-back days for them um, from, from a stock standpoint. So let's go on down to Alaska Air. Uh, they lost $3.51 a share. That was better than expected by about 12 cents. Uh, revenue came in above what was expected. The, um, and so that was good. They're seeing improved conditions, um, allowing them to achieve, again, kind of like American Airlines, positive cash flow during March. And so uh, you can't uh, fault them for that, doing well up one and a half percent after closing up almost three percent yesterday so man if you own airlines uh, on monday uh you have had a pretty good run here the last airline we're going to look at today dave is southwest airlines um mm-hmm. they they lost a dollar 72 a share less than the dollar 85 expected revenue for them was basically in line Um, And they're still burning cash, but at a lower rate than what they have been um, seeing some improvement in the quarter. They're up a little over two and a half percent this morning after closing up a little over three and a half yesterday. So so it looks to me like, Dave, the airlines are uh, on track uh, to to be doing well, uh, maybe even for the rest of this year as people get that vaccination and start uh, getting on the airline and traveling more.
1: The world is pent-up demand, and it kind of keeps the picture going uh, from what you've been getting out of those top-line numbers that guidance is what the uh, market is looking for this time. And if you don't have guidance, you get penalized. If you do have decent guidance, even if it's not necessarily a great report, you get rewarded.
0: That, that, that does seem to be uh, kind of the factor because everybody wants to know what they think's happening uh, coming up. That, that does give some certainty to folks, even though it's just the best guess by the company of how they think they're going to perform. Um, so that's the airline, which uh, kind of indicates travel. Um, so we have a couple other household names coming in. Equifax uh, reported they, uh, they had a much better than expected earnings and they raised their annual guidance. Um, they have a, a a performance uh, a workforce solution for businesses and so it it helped help their bottom line significantly and they're actually trading up nine percent this morning they'll open up at a huge new 52-week high of 210 dollars a share compared to 196 dollars as their last 52-week high
1: wowzers that was that was my leader on the winner's list this morning
0: I bet. I bet. That's a a pretty good size jump for them. And then I have uh, I have a retailer left and a home builder left. So uh, so kind of uh, two different industries to look at there. tractor supply reported. uh, They had a great quarter. Um, They uh, they were expected to earn about ninety seven cents. They earned a buck fifty five revenue above forecast and again, raising full year outlook uh, for them. And so they're, uh, they're up almost 4% this morning, and they will open at a new 52-week high at the rate they're going right now also. The uh, home builder, we had DR Horton uh, come out. They, uh, they're going up this morning, better than expected sales and earnings from them too. And they also uh, predicted stronger full year revenue um, with the strong demand and low mortgage rates is really helping them Uh, move forward. They're up a little over 1% right now.
1: So the lesson for corporate CFOs that haven't reported yet is if you aren't saying something about guidance on your report, think of something, right? That's
0: right. Maybe you should, maybe you should. Now I do have one loser. Let's, let's at least put one loser out there. Sleep number came out the mattress retailer. They, uh, they fell short of their sales forecast. Their, Their earnings came in better than expected, but they missed on sales. Hmm. Um, they were impacted by supply chain issues, which must have been a big deal. Uh, so they're they're pretty disappointing this morning. They're down a little over
1: 6%. Ouch. I, that, and that surprises me because I thought they were selling mattresses like chiclets for a while during the pandemic. I figured they were going to have a good report.
0: Uh, yeah, I think so, too. And, and maybe, you know, uh, quarters before this, I think they did. Uh, but uh, maybe the supply chain finally caught up to them.
1: Might very well be the case. Resetting the table, kind of a recovery yesterday. The major indexes were up 45 minutes before we open. Philip, how are we looking this morning?
0: Well, we have gone back to a slight tinge of red. It's very slight. We've got the Dow uh, down eight bucks. You know, you can't even hardly quantify that. You got the S&P 500 uh, basically even right now. And then you've got the NASDAQ down a little over $12. So, man, there's just not much there in the in the red category at all. Uh, so we'll have to wait to see how it shakes out as the market gets closer to opening. Uh, on the other side, the commodity side, we see um, silver down six-tenths of a percent, and then we see gold down about a third of a percent. And then crude oil, Dave, It's uh, it's given up some this morning. It's still... It has a tinge of green to it. It's up a tenth of a percent to $61.42 a barrel right now.
1: Yeah, but that is so much better than the 62 and 63s we were seeing earlier in the week, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Glad to see it getting closer to 60.
1: Absolutely. I got no trend across the pond. Asian markets mixed uh decidedly mixed, as a matter of fact, at the close earlier this morning. Hong Kong up by a half a percent. The Chinese composite was off by a quarter of a percent. No trend there at the close. Europe is generally up fractionally midway through their day. Philip, it's uh, unpredictable as to what could happen day by day with your money. You and I are talking about it. was flashing back and forth between pink and light green ink, even this morning, even as we speak, uh, that's got to make somebody thinking about retirement soon going, how do I make sure I've got my money handy for me when I need it? How do I find you to make that happen?
0: You're absolutely right, Dave. And that's not it. I've been reading several articles out there that, you know, questioning how much further this thing could go and what's really and truly fueling it. And if, if earnings don't really line up this quarter, it could be a problem. Uh, going forward. And if you don't know how much risk you have in your portfolio, then you just don't really know where you are. That's why I created the financial x-ray. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your financial x-ray. Go to our website statlerfinancial.com and you can uh, schedule an appointment through there. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730.
1: And one more time for the week here tomorrow morning on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then. All right.
0: All right, man. You have a great day.
1: Thank you very much. It's one hundred five point seven Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
0: Utah. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. If you like what we're doing here, please uh, share this with your friends and family. Uh, we'd like to get this thing up to a thousand likes. Uh, on our page at Statler Financial Services. Um, Have a great day as we close out the week tomorrow. I look forward to seeing you again. Until then, take care.